This is the St Anne's Church Q Everyday Faith Podcast. Each week during Lent, we'll be hearing from a different member of our congregation, speaking about their lives, interests, their involvement at St Anne's and how faith has made a difference to their life. This week, Peter Rygerock talks about how, having come from an atheist background, faith has subsequently impacted upon his life. We hear from him about the spiritual benefits of pilgrimage, after walking the Camino de Santiago, and share a love of sport and the arts. Let's hear from Peter now. Today I am with Peter. Hi Peter, how are you? I'm very fit, a bit chilly, but very fit. (laughs) It's a very cold day today Um, and I'm going to launch in and ask you, Peter, how long have you been uh, part of St Anne's Church? A long time. It's uh, the catalyst for both of us coming to church and being practicing Christians when our elder daughter Claudia was born. That was back in 85 when Father Peter was at the helm and I think we started very nervously coming soon after that. And what, what kind of experience has it been for you being involved in the church over these years? Well, we were talking about this last night, and I think it's a question if you go one particular route of, that, of being a churchgoer, you, what you don't know is what the other route of not being a church were, yeah. would be. But um, being a churchgoer, I, I mean, I rather cynically, which is part of my makeup, liken it to joining a particular club mm-hmm. and you enjoy the benefits of it and you meet the members of it. Now, the benefits are far more than, say, being belonging to a cricket club or a rugby club. They're spiritual and um, very, very personal. And I think, I think initially one felt one knew nothing about religion, theology, and was rather nervous, but that's one's small amount of knowledge and certainly the confidence has built up over the years. Mm-hmm. Super, that's really, really great. And Peter, I'd love to know, um, uh, how have you spent your life outside of church? Um, and what particularly, um, in terms of the work that you've done and what really interests you? What are your kind of- Well, I've been retired now for over five years. So I'm going to answer the question as to where I am now. Yeah. Um, I am, in fact, this intricate work, a retired chartered accountant. Um, and since I've retired from retirement, which has been wonderful, I've enjoyed literally, literally every minute of it. Mm. There's no ghastly work to have to go to, some report to finish off, to some give to somebody who doesn't understand it, um, et cetera, et cetera. What do I do? Um, we both look after the house ourselves. We both enjoy cooking. Um, we both ordinarily like traveling, but of course that is completely out at the moment. Mm. Um, one of the spin-offs from church is that back in 2007, uh, Father Nigel led a Camino walk to Santiago de Compostela in Spain. And that was one of the great eye-openers of my life. A, for walking, because I didn't walk a great deal now, now it's my main hobby, and B, spiritually, to, to have that gentle feeling of um, Christianity and religion throughout the walk, and perhaps more important, get to know so many people on the walk. 
Yeah, I don't know if you know, but our junior church <clears throat> walked the distance of the Camino um, over the month of December. Um, obviously, not being able to go and, and do it in Spain, but um, but they they set themselves that challenge, and they've been learning about what it's like actually to walk the Camino. Um, so it'd be great to hear a little bit more about why that was such a, such a special occasion for you. Well, well, I think as I've alluded to, it was special from the point of view simply of the walking. Um, I guess a million years ago when I was at school, I was, happened to be quite good at cross-country running. And I suppose that's a spin-off for one's older in, the, in one's life for actual, actually walking. The We had, the first time we did it, this was in 2007, the weather was absolutely great. It was in October, but it was still very warm. Um, the countryside was ideal and, and, and varied. We stopped at different places every night with prayers led by, by, by Father Nigel and some food was great and some was, was, was average. Um, I think before the Camino, I felt that, uh, I think we both felt, but I'll obviously just talk for myself, I felt that I didn't know very much about religion and therefore I was a bit of a dunce and um, everybody will probably be experts, but one got to know wonderful, wonderful people by chatting with them on the walk and in the evenings. And one realised that one was really no better and perhaps no worse than other people were in their knowledge of theology and where they were in life. And one had the gentle feeling of um, Christianity in doing the walk because there were so many other people doing the Camino who had nothing to do with us. Some of them were from other countries in Europe, one or two from Australia, one from Scotland, we bumped in a couple of times, couldn't understand a word he was saying. Um, but no, it was just the, the overall experience. And compared with, I found with a church service, when you go to the church service, you say hello to people, you, you worship, you take communion, and then half an hour later, you're cursing because the roast potatoes aren't turning out as, as you went. Well, it's a very brief experience of church service, but whereas the Camino was over, um, a week. Mm, yeah, wonderful. Thank you so much. And I think, isn't that one of the wonderful things about our church that actually everybody comes with all their different experiences, um, but e they're all equally valid. And I, I love that, that what you just shared, um, Peter, about how actually the more you get to talk to people, you realise we're all on um, our own our own journeys um, and no one is sort of particularly far ahead compared to anybody else. We're all just walking um, the path in our own way. Yes, I, I think that's the case. It may be that people know the Gospels far better than I do. And I'm sure everybody probably does. But we're all, I mean, I've heard Father Nigel say this, that we are all walking through the long passage of one's life and in a quasi-pilgrimage to get to know oneself and others in the world better. Yeah, great. Um, and Peter, can I ask you what difference has being part of um, the church and uh, having um, a faith element to your life made? Because I know you shared with me that faith hasn't always been a part of your life. So I wonder what difference that has made to you. Um, well, as I think I said to you the other day, uh, for many years I would have regarded myself as, as atheist. It really meant I wasn't interested in religion and it meant nothing to me. I often used to jive people and say, oh, it's just a crutch for the weak. Um, it's meant a certain spiritual interest and satisfaction. And 
particularly when one when I worked and you know one who got the prospect of some ghastly Monday coming up, one could come to church and through the gospels, the sermon, just being in a church which has been there for centuries, realize that whatever problems you had or thought you had was really diddle compared with what other people have had and what people people currently have. So it was a great, very much a calming influence for, for me, I would say. And it's also been a great joy socially because one's got to know a wider band of people. Um, and this is now excluding religion and meets them socially, ordinarily for lunch or dinner or drinks or what have you, or, or perhaps a walk. And the the spin-off that Tina has been has involved some of the congregations you would play bridge with. Mm, yeah, that's great. That's wonderful. I love that idea that you know, seeing that the, the sort of the passage of time gives us perspective on our everyday lives, um, and um, and also one of the things that's so wonderful about church is that actually all different kinds of people that you might never have met otherwise um, all come together yes. around the shared purpose. Yes, I mean, yeah, that's absolutely right. It is a joy to see people with different backgrounds and different different interests and different ways of doing things in life. Um, yes, I agree with that. Although, if I was probably left on a desert island with some people, I would be world war within two days. But that's uh, just shows that there are differences on the way one goes, one's outlook in life. Yes. Um, I think that's what um, uh, will be described as the miracle of church, that actually we can all come together and, yes. and manage to get on with each yes. other. Yes, yes, that's right. That's, that's right. Yes. Yeah, brilliant. Um, Peter, I wonder whether um, there has been a particular person in your life or um, a particular text. I know you've talked a couple of times about the Gospels or um, some kind of story that has particularly inspired or impacted you. From the from the gospels, from the Bible, or just somebody that I've met in life? Either. Um, I've enjoyed the gospels on reading for them. Mm. I certainly I don't identify with. I don't think anybody would be so conceited to identify with Christ. Obviously, one enjoys one trying to appreciate his teachings. I think of all the. Um, disciples, Thomas would be the one I would identify with of wanting proof of Christ and that Christ um, was, was crucified. Um, yes, that, 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 that does get to me of somebody who was realistic because I'm sure most people would have the same doubts um, as, as Thomas had. As people in my life, um, I an uncle of mine I was very, very close with. He died tragically young when he was 49. He was a big influence on my, when I was a late teenager and studying being on a chartered accountant. Other relatives, and of course, Tina, and we've been married for nearly 40 years. Great. Wonderful. Thank you. And yeah, and I, I love that stories like the story of Thomas are, are there in the Gospels um, to actually give. I think it really encourages us that you know, we can be normal human beings who have doubts and worries. And um, so those stories, I think, are always a real encouragement to us. That's yes, great. I mean, perhaps if I think of the Gospels, that people are painted good and bad. Um, or one interprets them as being that. And most people are mixed. And uh, we were talking at Bible study, uh, not Bible study, at prayers about Pilate. 
because poor old pilot was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, and he tried to do, he comes off with an awful name because he was the guy who sent Christ to the cross, but he tried every which way to, to avoid that. So I have a certain amount of sympathy there. Yeah, a lot we of these really complex characters, don't we? Yes. Realise that things are not simple in life. Yes, I mean, I was, again, I mentioned this at our morning prayers that, although it's nothing to do with the Gospels, but in the film Ben-Hur, which we've all seen once time or another or more than once in our lives, the, um, the person playing the, 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 the playing pilot says earlier on in the story, oh, I've just been posted to, uh, um, to Palestine, to Judea. I really wanted to get the, the governorship of Tunisia. And that's really what it was. You know, it was just a bum job that he was, he was always to go to. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, he, you know, it shows we just don't know what twists and turns our lives are, are going to take. And I'm sure he would never have imagined being significant within that, within that story. Um, yes, indeed, indeed. Yeah, that's great. Um, moving on to something completely different, Peter, I wonder if you uh, could share with us something that people might not know about you. Um, well, I guess some people come to church and worship and might chat briefly afterwards and don't say a great deal about themselves. I probably shut my mouth off probably too much. So most people would know what I quite like doing, what my interests are. When I was younger, I played cricket off first at school and then at a reasonable club level. And I follow cricket very closely now. I'm a member of Kent County Cricket Club. And I also have written for the Kent Annual and also supporters magazines, a number of articles about aspects of probably to do with Kent cricket. Some, somebody who might have played before the First World War and was killed in the First World War. Um, more recently, I've written an article, more general article about the problems of um, all the test match cricket being on Pay as you go television skies against the old days when it was free on terrestrial. That's something I do. I like enjoy rugby on television. I go and watch London Welsh, but of course not this season because there isn't um, any. When I was younger, I was keen on the cinema, but now far more the theatre. And also once dabbled into uh, opera. I say dabble because um, whilst I would regard myself as quite knowledgeable on, on cricket, um, I, I enjoy opera, but would never be an expert on it. It's a wonderful experience to go to an opera, although a very often rather costly one. Um, and that's, of course, something as it's been abandoned for the time being. Um, I enjoy very much walking. And I mean, it's the one thing that I've done virtually every day during the lockdown sometimes five miles, 10, 15, once I walked 20, last summer I walked one day over 20 miles. Um, I find it relaxing. Around here, there are so many walks to do. Um, it's in Richmond Park, along the towpaths, some of the canals. It's all super, and you could, not that I do the same walk every day, but if you did, you would have a different sky, the river will be higher or lower. And then the seasons go by and they, they all change things. Um, I also enjoy cooking. I guess I had my own kitchen for quite a while before we were married, so one dabbles in the kitchen in, in cooking, particularly like cooking casseroles or doing roasts. Um, Tina enjoys cooking as well. And she's would be more experimental than I have during the lockdown. So eight out of 10 of those meals are great, one average and one's a 
embarrassing <laughs> disaster, which we just, just laugh at. Um, the other interest I have in life, again, I probably bored just about everybody. I'm quite in, very much into Pink Floyd, the oh. rock group who have been going since the mid 60s. I mean, they've, uh, the surviving members now just do their own thing rather than as a group. But that's given me a lot of satisfaction if I'm driving by myself in the car to load up with Floyd discs and uh, again one escapes from day-to-day uh, uh, -day tedium. Brilliant. Uh, lots of things you mentioned there Peter that um, I'm also a big fan of so I think we'll all be really glad when sport and theatre and opera you know are, are things that we can do together again. Yes I mean I mean on this, this, this lockdown I mean I can't the two of us so lucky because we're both retired the pensions roll in on the due date. There's no risk of getting a P45 on a Monday morning. Uh, both our girls are adults and they, they now both live in Sydney in Australia. Everyone's in contact with them on a WhatsApp every second day. Um, and then I have a chat on Zoom once a fortnight. Um, so they're well and fine. I mean, we would hope to get that we went to Australia this time last year for six weeks and we, we cut no more go there now and fly to the moon. But when I look at people with children, the risk of losing their job, mm. uh, very cramped and small accommodation, um, I'm not thinking of people in, in our parish, I'm just thinking of where people in poorer areas, in ghastly accommodation, it really is a continuing nightmare for them. Yeah, so hard. Yeah, thank you, Peter. Um, well, uh, thank you so much, Peter, for speaking with us. Um, it's been really good to get to know um, more about you and to hear uh, about <laughs> the impact that uh, church and faith has made on your life and also your many, many interests. Thank you so much. Okay, good to talk to you, Emily. All the best. The things that stood out to me from this conversation with Peter were how we are all on a journey and the importance of supporting one another on the way, all bringing our particular differences. How necessary it is to be able to express doubt and take a nuanced view of different biblical characters. And how challenging Covid has been for so, so many. I wonder what resonated for you. Next week, we will be back with Claudine McCready. So do join us then. Goodbye.